debatable about lacrosse. Oh, what the heck, man? That's not a sport. But what do you think about, like, the X Games? X Games, totally a sport. How the hell are the X Games a sport and lacrosse is not? You're listening to the New Jersey Guys podcast, talking all things sports, by the fans, for the fans. And now, your starting lineup, Chris Swenderman and Dan Tantillo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the New Jersey Guys Sports Podcast. Two guys talking sports. Chris Swenderman here across the board from me. Number 17 in your playbooks, Dan Tantillo. How you doing, Danny? <laughs> That's just a smack in the face to any, any New York fan right now that likes the colors blue and orange. It's just ugly. It's just ugly. And we'll get in a little bit into the whole, the big story of the week throughout the entire country, I would say. Oh, in, absolutely. In, in a second. But, but first, yeah, where is our dramatic music? Mm-hmm. There we go. It is time for another round of the Mets Misery Minute with Dan Tantillo. Take it away, number 17. It's not even worth playing the music anymore because this, wow. this segment is. You cut so- off our organ guy. I pay good money for him. It's, it's not worth it because why even give this any time of day? Um, they did win five of their last six going in, which is kind of cool. Um, but I mean, they, got, they got the they got the water boy playing for them at this point. Yeah, and they got wrecked by the Dodgers. That was just ugh. yeah, that was ugly. It's cringe worthy. Like you said before with the DL, there's ten current players on there now. Seventeen different players have been on it. Um, think of that. Even after winning five out of the last six, they're still ten and a half back of the division. Right. And their best chance is the division because of all the other teams in baseball. But yet they're also talking about wrapping it up for the season and selling off guys like Jay Bruce, Curtis Why Granderson. Why not, man? Why Are you not? all for that? I'm all for it. But now, do you think they finally bring up my boy Rosario? He's the one man I like. I know, and I don't know why. I guess it has to be some kind of a financial thing for the reason that they're not doing it yet. Well, they're probably trying to save money on his long-term contract. And he really has only been playing professional, technically professional what is baseball. 20? 21? Yeah. yeah, but he hasn't yeah. been in, in the minors that long either. In fairness, I'm just being selfish because I drafted him on my fantasy f- baseball team. Oh, uh, is that a keeper? And he's a keeper. Yeah, so, yeah, but I just want him to come up at this no, point. No, for sure. Um, so I could use him. So the Mets, again, the season's over. Um, I don't even know why we still do this. Uh, so, on to the <laughs> next, so on to the next team of blue and orange. That's an absolute disaster. Yeah, let's let's get into this whole Knicks-Phil Jackson situation. Uh, the Knicks officially parted ways with former president now, Phil Jackson, after five years... I can't believe it's been that long. Well, that's one thing that Knicks owner James Dolan did do, is he said that he's, you know... Oh, no, hold on. He was hired in 2014 and was... Okay, so he still has to pay him for the... For, oh, so it's been three years and he's got to pay him for five. Yeah, okay, so, that makes more sense. Because yeah, I was like, that's five? Knicks- he's been wrecking this team for five years? No, it ha- it felt like it, though, if you were a Knicks fan. It was agonizing, man. Yeah, well, I'm not a Knicks fan, so I've enjoyed every minute of it. But if you... if those listening aren't familiar with Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson is, I mean... Legendary. Legendary, legendary coach. coach. He's right. won 11 championships, with the Chicago, six with the Chicago Bulls, and five with the Los Angeles right. Lakers. And um, he's had some pretty good guys the last time I checked to play for him. That's, a, that's another thing, is that he's had the talent around him, and that doesn't you know take away from 11 championships, because that is just but, something in itself. But does it tarnish his reputation now, because he left... His, Let's say this is his last job. Sure. Is this the lasting legacy for Phil Jackson that he literally left the team even worse off than it was before? And it was a disaster before. But 
he left it in worse shape than he started. He couldn't even barely get them to the playoffs other than one time. Yeah, and the thing with that is, does it tarnish his legacy long term? I don't know, but in this area, for I'm going to sure. say it absolutely does. If you're in New Jersey or you're in New York in this area, that legacy has been tarnished and it's permanent. Spike Lee is going to hate him forever. Did you see him on? Um, yeah. what was he? Was he on the Daily News and? The other article, the the other cover story on the post, said by Phil Leisha. Yeah, I mean, listen, kudos for the they get points for the headline, but I mean, people wanted him out so bad. P, I know Nick fans, all the Nick fans on my Facebook page, celebrated, jumping for joy, like it was the best gift they could have ever gotten. It was Christmas. But is this really a cause of celebration? Like, do you think that they're going to be heading in the right direction All from right. here? Here's here's why your on-air partner is sadistic. Here's what I want to happen. <laughs> if I could write out the perfect scenario for the Knicks right now, every Knicks fan is happy and celebrating. We've got rid of Phil Jackson. We still have Carmelo. We still have Porzingis. Yeah. Oh, by the way, here comes Isaiah Thomas. Oh, my gosh. I and mean, you could see I it, too. would... Love that. Well, I would love to see. I, also, they hire Isaiah Thomas and watch every Knicks fan just like collapse. Well, the thing is, is that the Knicks fans, sh- I don't think they should be feeling too great because the main issue, the driver of this entire debacle is James Dolan, is the owner. Right. I mean, the guy was playing with some kind of a rock cover band instead of being at the draft. Are he you- was busy. My ass, he's busy. Wow. You're the owner of a, a team and you're not even going to be there for the, the biggest day of the offseason? He, he figured Phil had it. And ironically, <laughs> ironically, Phil drafts a guard that is specialized in the triangle, which now that Phil's gone, they're not going to run anymore. Oh, no way. So, by the way, there goes your first round draft pick. Nice job. So that, that brings up an interesting thing here, too, is does that... Does the triangle offense disappear completely now from the NBA? I don't know. I don't know anybody that enjoys using it, or no. I don't know any other offense that is even discussing the possibility of using it. I think it goes away. I, I think it worked in certain systems with certain players, but no players that currently play now are going to are gonna try that. Yeah, there's no, I, don't think, I don't think there's a team where that system could fit. And granted, I'm not the biggest NBA fan in the world, but I know most of the rosters now. Right. There's nothing that fits that. No. Scheme. You're not gonna you're not gonna talk LeBron into that. You're not gonna talk a Steph Curry or Durant nope. into that. You're not gonna I mean, you know, Russell Westbrook, come on. Th- yeah. These guys aren't playing that way. So between I guess the way that Phil handled, you know, the Derek Fisher experiment. Which Derek Fisher was an absolute disaster. Of epic proportions. Yeah. Um, the whole Carmelo thing, the Derek Rose trade. Well, d- oddly enough, they still want to get rid of Carmelo anyway. Does that make sense to you? No. But, I mean, listen, other than the guy's got $25 million left on his deal, I mean, that could be why. But I don't know. Maybe they what just if- see Melo as a headache and they can't get past it at this point and they want to rebuild around Porzingis. Now, what are rookie contracts looking like these days in the NBA? I mean, I mean they're, they're good. They're I'm manageable. Sure. Well, sure, but is it like if you get rid of Melo, is that going to help get more people around Porzingis? It's going to free up cap money unless they unless they have to. If, unless That's what they I get mean. Stuck like a, a guy, for him. like a guy like Porzingis isn't making the amount like no. 
He's not making it in the 20s or 15s. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no okay. not at all. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe that is the right move. But, I mean, Anthony's getting older. He's 33. But this is a typical Knicks team. This is just a typical Knicks team. This is a typical Knicks move. You know why? Because the first person that they're talking about that they want to go after, that they went out, that they want to go after to replace him is the president and GM of another team. Yeah. I mean... And there were were talks about Cal Perry for a while, which I don't think he even wanted to get himself into or had any interest whatsoever. No. But that's just the media being blah, 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 blah. You know, like... I. I wish that I could just turn on... I'm getting off topic a little bit here. I wish that I could just turn on the TV every single morning and be able to get my sports news. True. Like, to prep for this show, it used to be able to be so easy. Turn on the TV. Bam. Right. It's all right there. It's the news. Right. I don't... I don't. I have to go and do the, the work myself. Oh, poor baby. I mean, with the internet, it's so difficult to be able to do that. The interwebs. <laughs> But going back on topic, I'm sorry. I had to rant a little bit about it's that. It's okay. It bothers me. It really does. Yeah. It's just taking a, a giant plummet downward, as the Knicks always find a way to do, even when you hire arguably one of the greatest coaches in NBA history to run your operations. But and that just fails. goes to show a good coach doesn't necessarily translate into a good president and GM. Right. And that's something that we very, talked about very early in the podcast about players and, and coaches transitioning. Very, to very few people can be Pat Riley. Right. Or like a John Elway. True. But that's a little bit different. He didn't yeah, coach. a little different. Yeah, a little bit different. But I mean, Pat Riley, you know, was a great coach and he's done wonders as president and GM of the Heat. So, I mean... There's very few people that can that could turn that around, and obviously it wasn't Phil Jackson. Yeah, especially in the NBA. I want to see. I really, I'm, I'm interested to see how this, how this goes as the successor yeah. to Phil Jackson, because I really can't imagine who was the guy other than maybe you know David Griffin who just got who, um, like got let go by Cleveland. Who is the guy right now that's going to go? Yeah, I want to go inherit that mess and turn it around. It's only him. It's only right. David Griffin. That's everybody the only else. possible person to do it because everybody like, nope, I've <laughs> stayed far away from that dumpster fire. Oh, God. I mean, can you imagine the first thing, your first day on the job? All right, figure out, figure out where you can get rid of Mellow. Yeah, yeah. Great, thanks. Thanks. I got to work with that. Yeah, dumpster fire, especially in a city that is already oh, hot garbage. Right. I mean, listen, if you're wearing blue and orange, you're just a miserable human being. You're either a Met fan, a Nick fan, or an Islander fan. In any case... They all stink. It's just a matter of how bad it it, it is at this point. It really is. And I that. think I, I even give it, the Mets are the better blue and orange team right now than the Knicks. Yeah. The Knicks are the bottom dwellers right now. I'd agree. I'd completely agree. I mean, the Islanders don't have a home. They're in Brooklyn, which nobody goes to watch. Right. It's embarrassing. Right. And then you have the Knicks. I mean, then you have the Mets in the middle, which is, and I blame their injuries. And I blame yeah. their coaching coaching staff because a lot of these injuries I feel really could have been avoided. Sure. And then you have the, the dumpster fire, as you called it, the Knicks in, in the bottom dwellers of the blue and orange New York teams. Yeah, I would say right now, being a summer in New York City oh. and the fact that it already smells like hot garbage. Now the New York the Knicks, the New York Knicks are the main source of that oh. stench over New York City right now. Absolutely. I agree. All right. We're gonna we're gonna just recap a little bit. We're going to reset. We're going to come right back in just a few seconds on the New Jersey Guys Sports Podcast, Target Sports. Chris Wunderman, Dan Tantilli. You can follow us on Twitter at New Jersey Guys, and we'll be right back. More coming up. I thought that was extremely revealing. Learn. 
laugh, stay informed. Podcast from New Jersey 101.5. The Jim Gerhardt Podcast. He's talking Jersey again. It rang a bell in my head. Forever 39. Gen Xers living in the Great Garden State. You can't replace that. You know, that's an amazing experience. Available now from the New Jersey 101.5 app, iTunes, and Google Play. And we're back here on the New Jersey Guys podcast. Chris Wenneman, I'm Dan Tantillo. And coming up today, that being the 4th of July, one of the traditions, you know, you traditionally think fireworks and barbecues. But in this area, it's the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. It happens every single year, and it's happened every single year since. If I'm not mistaken, it's like the 1916. July 4th, 1916 was when the first ever Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest happened. Um, And it's crazy, man, between the coverage of it and how popular this has gotten. It's broadcast on ESPN every single year. It's that big that ESPN is the one that is actually covering this and displaying it to the entire world. On the Ocho. You would think that. A dodgeball reference for you fans out there. Exactly. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Exactly. Um, but if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. <laughs> for sure. But I don't know if I could eat 70 hot dogs. <laughs> Listen, I'm out after four. Yeah. Have you ever done any kind of competitive eating before? No, but our morning show host, Bill Spadia, yeah. decided he wanted to enter one of those, and he entered last year the uh, Case Pork Roll Eating Championship. And he did that with Joey Chestnut, who's- Joey Chestnut, who ate 44, I believe, in wow. the 40s. And and won the competition. Bill ate like seven. I've never been more disgusted watching something in my life. So I never did like a competition. You would yeah, probably I, do well at that. Well, here's the thing. I've done personal competitions for you've myself. Got, you've got the body for it. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. If you've ever seen the my more, body. More of the people. No, nobody wants to see your body. Relax. <laughs> no, but First I mean, of all. Like you think like you think that I'm smaller than I actually am. And then you're just like, oh my. I, I don't understand. Like, I've seen you devour pizza, That's and it actually is, nauseates me to the fact where I'm not hungry anymore. So one thing that they have is the grease trucks, the Rutgers right. grease trucks challenge, where if you eat uh, five of those sandwiches in under 45 minutes, you will get a sandwich named after you. Wow. I got through three and a couple bites. And then burp. The French fries, man. The starch. That's oh, what the gets fries you. will do. Yeah, that's absolutely. what gets you every time. I could eat those subs, but it's the fries. Yeah. Well, there's there's a, a great pizza place at the Jersey Shore called Pete and Elda's. Okay. And they have a huge pie. And if you can eat the huge pie by yourself, you get a T-shirt. See, I know people that have like three, four T-shirts at this point. That's crazy. I could. I think I would come close to that. But anyway, I, I mean, I'm I'm on a website right now as as we're sitting here in the studio yeah. uh, doing this, MajorLeagueEating.com. Some of the other major league eating contests beside uh, Nathan's hot dog, um, you can enter a taco eating contest, a slug burger eating championship, whatever that is. Taco, taco. Um, Hooters wing eating championship. You can eat wings. <laughs> wings are just or rib, rib fest in Chicago. Um. But these are all professional events. Oh, wait, here we go. The Baked Bear World Ice Cream Sandwich Eating Cup Championship. Oh. Can't even make some of this up. And then there's, <laughs> then there's the Bacon Fest World Bacon Eating Championship. But, like, where? 
how do you get into that? Is that something that is just not common in New Jersey? Because you, would I think, think that's like, like a big Midwest South thing. Yeah, like at the yeah. county fair, you have you know exactly. Greta eating a pie. Well, there, <laughs> Greta. Interesting. <laughs> um, there's apparently I don't know where this is, but there's a tamale eating championship. Okay, and I, all right. So at what point does does this not be sports? It, it, and we'll, none of it same, is a sport to me. And at the same point as that sentence was grammar, right? But I don't like it's. But it's on. It's on ESPN, right? It's being broadcast to the world. You're watching these people shove hot dogs down their throats, like 50, 60, 70. The world record, Joey Chestnut, is seventy. That's yeah, insane. That's just not human. So I that's mean, just I, not appealing to me. So is it's not a sport, right? We're, no. we're in agreement. It's not with this? a sport. And what we want to know is we want to discuss what other sports aren't sports. That's a good one. I mean, one thing for sure is these new alternative leagues that we're seeing pop up, like this three on three challenge. That's a sport to me because that's that's a that's, that's a, a trade off of a sport that already yeah, exists. but it's, there's nothing there. Why not? Everybody's getting hurt. There's, you know, the star players are playing because they're forty-five. But what's the point? What's the point of that even that? Doesn't having make it, it not a sport. Yeah, but it's... cheerleading not a sport. It's a recreation. Mm. Lacrosse. I'm debatable about lacrosse. Oh, what the heck, man! I've never played lacrosse in my life, but that is a sport. That's not a sport. Yes, it is. How is it? That's not? That's a club for all the guys who couldn't figure out what else they wanted to do. Dude, lacrosse is the the toughest thing ever. Nah. I don't want to hear it. Dude, I've seen people with like huge bruises and like they get beat like crazy. I've never played I could get a huge bruise falling down in the street. It's still a sport. Falling down in the street? Not falling. No, you big dumb fool. (laughs) I'm talking about lacrosse. Lacrosse is totally a sport. That's the most ridiculous thing you've ever said on this show. Listen, I've said plenty plenty of ridiculous things on this show. I think that is. I don't know. I, I think it's a club sport. I think like the competitions and stuff. Not even a sport. I, it's just, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're false. But I think like that oh, some of the, right. <laughs> I think that like some of these competitions that we see on, on sporting networks, such as the spelling bee. Why is that? Not a on, sport. Why is that on ESPN? Not a sport. Not I don't a, think. I mean, it's a competition. It's, it's not cool. a sport. It's cool. Don't get me wrong, because what some of these, you know, sixth graders can spell is Unbeknownst to me, as I'm saying a fancy word, but ooh, look at you! But the, my point being that that's not something that if I just want to go and, and put on some random game of something, I'm changing the channel from ESPN or whoever that's well, having a spelling bee on on primetime TV. Well, you know it's bad. Like you know it's it's bad. Like in the middle of the summer, like when um like during All Star Week, when it's only baseball. So camps for football haven't been in oh, yet yeah. and they're showing on es like a random espn channel has like the cheerleading competitions in orlando florida right. you know that's bottom of the barrel when that's right. being shown and even like the celebrity games and stuff that they put on, on yeah stuff. it's pretty I mean, painful it's, it's it's but what do you think about like the x games x games totally a sport how the hell are the x games a sport and Hundred, lacrosse is not look nobody plays lacrosse that's the only people that play lacrosse are the are the guys that join like form their own clubs in college because they have nothing else to do. Dude, right next to the guys who play hacky sack, ridiculous. Hacky sack isn't broadcast on TV, and there isn't a, a you know Johns Hopkins hacky sack team. 
It doesn't matter. It's it's if, not a real. If sport. the X Games is a sport, then lacrosse is totally X-Games, a sport. X Games way beyond lacrosse in a sport. Foolish, foolish, foolish. And what, I, what what's the what's the 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 one competition in in the Olympics in the Winter Olympics? Curling, not a sport. That is pretty cool. That's though. shuffleboard on ice. I know, but that's so awesome. Stupid. I have a thing for I have a thing for curling. You I've would. always wanted. I've you always would. wanted. You know what it is? I've always wanted to try it. <laughs> Why? Because so, it looks so funny. All right, go home, get a broom, and push something across the floor. There it is. Woo! But then you got to make it stop at a certain time. I mean, really? I'd, I'd argue that that's not a sport, but it's pretty cool. It's the r- most ridiculous thing well, to look I, at. Okay, speaking of your oh, here we ridiculous, go. I, I, I'm still not on this, off this lacrosse thing. What's more of a sport, curling or lacrosse? Neither. The fact that you even paused for a second to Neither. think, get the hell out of here. But we were talking a little bit in this discussion about things that aren't really sports. We were talking about like during the All-Star break. And right. that's coming up. And me and Chris were looking up at you know articles about this and stuff. And we both had no idea that back in December of 2016. I think this flew under the radar for a reason. How? But how did it fly under the radar? Because now Major League Baseball is going back to being basically just a fun recreational all-star stupid. game. Stupid, stupid, where stupid. Where the all-star game before, it's between the American League and the National League, and whoever won the all-star game, that league had home field advantage in the World Series. So they are now going back to this being a meaningless game. Congratulations. You are going to get zero viewers. Okay, but... I had issues with the old All-Star game. Oh, see, I I liked the idea that something was on the line. That made it playable okay. for both sides. I completely, now, I completely agree with that, but I just don't like the system to pick the team if that's the case. Let me explain. If you're going to make the game mean something, if you're going to have them have to, you know, it determines home field advantage throughout the World Series. That's a big deal. True. The fans shouldn't be picking who the best players are because then it becomes a popularity contest. If the game actually means something and you want the best, mm. then you should ha- then let the coaches pick. That See, th- put the best players out there. No. Because there's so many no, there's there's so many great players that aren't going to be starting in this lineup that should be because it's a popularity contest, but the game actually means something. You should have the best possible players that season out there. You have to let the fans in on it. At least if it's for the start, the benches are picked by the managers. What I don't understand. It's it's the perfect system that I they have. I think flip-flop it. What? Let what the, the fans pick the bench. No. That's silly. Why wouldn't you want the best team out because there if you're if you if it's something that's so important as home field advantage? Why wouldn't you want the best possible team out there? No, you can't pick the best. You need it's you, the All Star game. I know, but the, in every sport, the fans do the voting for the starting. But then lineup. make it meaningless. Th- then no one's gonna watch. But nobody watches watch the it. pro. Like I the, guarantee you, the ratings this year are gonna be down from last year for the sole fact that it doesn't mean as much, or nobody knows. Like, well, true. They're like, probably trying to get. They're they're probably trying to keep it under wraps. I mean, I would. I just have an issue with you know players that are hitting two sixty, starting in the All Star game. Like who? Like the sluggers in the past. You have sluggers that you know they they well, may like Stanton. 
Yeah, but if you have somebody that's hitting, say, 300 and has five less home runs, and he's been overall the best player at that position, he should be the one starting. Like, if on the Rockies, Nolan... Arenado. If he doesn't get the starting job, what the hell, man? Are you kidding? He's been by far... I think he's the MVP for sure so far this year. The kid is a stud. True. And he's not in first place for the all-star voting. Chris Bryant, who is hurt, is first place. That's the problem with letting the fans do it, because then you're going to have only Cubs out there. But it's not like Arenado's not going to be on the field. I know, but you want the best team out there right away to try to kick things they're off, gonna, no? They're going to sub him in within the first two innings anyway. It's not going to matter. They'll move Bryant to the outfield, and they'll take him out. So it's not going to matter. So what about the other leagues where they mean nothing? Do you care about football, those? Football, I feel, really needs to revamp, their, because no one pays attention to it. But that. what could they do? I don't know. I... I I don't know if you even want to entertain in future years having it because so little people care. I thought the coolest thing about it used to be that they did it in Hawaii. Now it's like in Orlando, Florida. So here's a question. So now that baseball is going back to being, you know, meaningless, the all-star game, are you going to see players giving less of a you-know-what like you see oh, with the Pro Bowl? I, I would think so. Because I—, I if, from my understanding, the MLB All-Star Game was the best when there was something on the line. Right. And I think I think the NHL has a good has a good model lately. I think the last couple of years have been entertaining. Um, so what do they do? I'm, I'm not totally familiar. They're la- I'll bring it up here, um, but I'll explain to you. Sure. Um, but I think overall as a business as as a business model, I think they had the fans involved and the fans got interested in the actual game because something was on the line. World Series home field advantage. That's huge. Yeah, especially when now, it's, yeah, when it's the American League and the National League and I think that those are two totally different leagues. I think it's the only baseball is the only sport where that can easily make or break a series. I think that, you know, the National League for example, I think that they have an advantage when it comes to the World Series because if they have home field advantage, at least their pitchers are, have been swinging before. Where in the in the American League they're not doing it as much, right? So I think that that you have an advantage in that way, but I don't know. I mean, the thing with the All Star Game going back to being meaningless, I really don't watch the All Star Games too much to begin with. I ha- I just find myself not taking it seriously, even if it didn't mean something, because when it meant something and you, you're voting for players that I don't think didn't deserve it because it's a fan vote, I think it takes away from making it actually meaningful. Well, here the NHL was very innovative in this in that they did a 3 on 3 divisional format tournament style. Okay. Teams from each division paired up and were their team and it was a 3 on 3 play and did tournament style and the winner of the tournament of the of the All-Star game got a million dollars. That's, That's how you do it. You put money on the line. You'll see how yeah, fast people, like the, people come to bring their A game. Sure, and it's not like you're not going to get the advertisers and the people to sponsor these events because no matter what, even if us, we don't care about some of these all-star games, there's always going to be the people that do. And whatever city is hosting that, Absolutely. you will see people throughout. I mean, think when it was back here. Right. Everybody people, was there. Right. Actually, people fought. I went to my first All-Star game ever in any sport at the old Yankee Stadium. Yeah. I had a great time. I went to the Home Run Derby, softball game, and, and enjoyed the All-Star game 
it was it's gotta fantastic. Be, it's got to be a totally different experience there. It's so because cool. you have all the stars there. Right. But from a viewer perspective, you got to give us something to draw us in. Right. But I think I think MLB really dropped the ball. If they they did change this back and let it go, now you're you just lost you know a lot of viewers. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if anybody's going to care, and I'm I'm actually very curious how this is going to wind up playing out. Well, we we shall see. And within, I mean, the game's just a couple weeks, so we'll be talking about it again, I'm sure. That's going to wrap it up for another episode of the New Jersey Guys Sports uh, Sports Podcast. Tweet at us at New Jersey Guys. Let us know what you want to think. Let us know what you want to hear. For Chris Swenderman, my partner, Dan Tantillo. Thanks so much for listening. Out.